Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Crypto OG Show. I am so grateful, thank you, so grateful that you guys have returned for another episode. Today we have Rahul Sood. I don't know if I'm saying that right, but um, I'll ask him when he joins. Um, he is the founder and CEO of Unicorn. It's a online gaming betting site. Um, they're kind of... I guess competing with DraftKings, if uh, any of you have heard of that. But um, I'm excited to enter into this space and uh, really dive in deep into Raul's life. Good. How are you? Good. Uh, last time I saw you was Vegas. No, um, no, yeah. it, was, it was New York. It was a. Uh, I don't. Know, it was one of those two places. I go. I go all over the place. So yeah, yeah. You're, 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 you're. There's like a. I feel like there's like a. I don't know. Maybe fifty people or a hundred people that are just going from conference to conference to conference. Yeah, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm seeing the same people over and over. So I was doing a lot of that. Um, in 2018 and a little bit in 2019 uh we just have so much that we're building and we want to show but yeah it's, uh you know got to make the rounds right yeah, go exactly. around the world exactly these conferences are sort of weird though like there's there's your crypto conferences uh and then there's you know esports conferences which which is where i really focus um the crypto stuff is interesting, though. It's it's uh, you know I thought I thought by now we would start to see more focus on actual consumer usage. Um, there's still there's still way too much speculation and trading in this space, right? So it's kind of like uh, yeah, it just it is what it is. But yeah. hopefully hopefully some of these platforms start to change into usage. By the way, that's my dog in the background. He'll settle down in a minute. No, no worries. I'll put I'll put a little disclaimer. It's like yeah. barking dog. <laughs> Well, um, I, I'm going to dive deep into all of that, I can tell you right now. Um, I'm really excited to have you on here. Um, I want to do something a little different than most crypto podcasts, um, something that I've seen in other podcasts that I listen to, like self-betterment stuff. Uh, but I want to kind of take a few deep breaths and kind of just feel in the moment what is the truth for you, like what is going on in your life. Because here's, here's this podcast. Yes, it's a crypto podcast and we're going to talk about crypto, but it's truly, I want, I'm trying to connect to the people that are the leaders in this industry and truly trying to understand and get to know and, 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 you know, know history and all that stuff of the person and what your emotional, um, uh, roller coaster was during this, these last, you know, six years, however long you've been in crypto and, and in life just in general, really. Sure. Um, so if you could, if you if you if you're okay with it, or if you're open to doing this with me, um, I I want to do a few deep breaths. So it's um, really easy. Just three seconds in, five seconds out. We're gonna do it together. Is that all right? All right? Sure, let's do it. It's different, right? It's like, whoa, this is weird. What's going on? Yeah. Why are we doing this? <laughs> yeah, something different. I know, I get it. It's weird, but I want to try it. So um, if you want to do it with me, let's do it. All right, let's do it. Three seconds in, three in. Three, two, three, four, five. One in, two, three. Out, two, three, four, five. In, two, three. Out, two, three, four, five. All right. All right. Just calming it down. Apple Watch is happy. So you feel your uh, you feel your like nervous system just go. Yeah. Just a little bit. You know, just that little bit. All right. So I want to ask you first off, um, what's the truth in your life right now? Just whether it's crypto, whether it's your your personal life, your what is what is the truth? Uh, man, that's a tough one. I I you know I I I ask that often. Are you? Yeah, I don't know how to answer that. I mean, you know, for, for, for me, it's really just about, um, you know, when you, I, I guess I guess the way I, I like to think of things is, you know, I like to look at life as if, uh, you know, if I were to die today, 
would I be content with what I've done? Right. Mm. And, uh, it, it, it bugs me because if you asked me that, say, uh, before, say, 2017, if you asked me, you know, would you be content? I would say, yes, I'm content. I'm very happy with what I've done. Uh, you know, and I, if I die today, I, you know, I leave uh, a legacy behind that I'm really, you know, happy about and proud of. Um, after 2017, I feel like I, I have lots of work to do still. And, uh, and uh, you know, it's, it's, it's stressful. Um, yeah, this, this space is not easy. Um, you know, it's, it's fraught with, uh, all kinds of crap. Um, but, <clears throat> but I believe in it. I, I really believe in, in blockchain technology. Um, you know, I'm a big believer in Bitcoin. Um, but it's not easy, right? It's, mm. it's the, the community makes it hard. The government makes it hard. The lack of regulatory clarity makes it hard. The speculation makes it nearly impossible. Right. Um, but but, you know, you have to stay focused on what you're trying to do. And uh, that's what we're doing. Yeah. So to go a little deeper into that, um, what is what is your because, you know, you're just talking about like the, the what's happening now in your life. Um, how did you come into this world? Um, what, where did you start? Um, I, you know, I've been doing some research on you and and uh, did my due diligence on it just. But um, I found out that you were part of Microsoft with one point at one point yep. and then you resigned from that and then started unicorn, but there's some, so I'm just, I want to know, you know, how you got into this space. Sure. Well, look, I, I started uh, a, a company many, many years ago that was focused on gaming PCs, uh, just building the world's best computers for playing video games on. And, uh, and it became, uh, you know, it, it became kind of a big deal. Um, you know, it was called voodoo PC. We built uh, something called voodoo Omen, which is a really successful product. We built a, um, a notebook that was made out of all carbon fiber, like unibody carbon fiber, about the same time as the MacBook Air was out. You were doing and, Apple stuff before Apple. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, and yeah. then we got it. We got acquired by HP, um, and uh, that was kind of a big, you know, a big deal in, in my life. And then after that, um, I was involved with Razer, which is like a high-end uh, sort of gaming keyboard and mice accessory manufacturer. Um, I was an early investor there, and then I, I was the first investor in a company called Vervana, which is a VR AR company. R really, the point is, I'm big into entertainment, right? Mm -hmm. And that company got acquired by Apple a couple of years ago. Um, and then I joined uh, I joined Microsoft. Um, at Microsoft, I think it was probably one of the best moves I ever made. It was, it's an amazing company. I love it. I still live in Seattle. I have lots of friends who are still there. Um, you know, I, I may one day go back, you never know, but, um, mm -hmm. but Microsoft is, a, is an unreal company and I, I got to start Microsoft Ventures thanks to uh, Satya Nadella who gave me permission to kind of go do it. Um, worked with an amazing team, an international team. Um, you know, we set up accelerators around the world and then eventually I, the entrepreneur in me just kept, you know, fighting the, you know, working inside a big organization. And uh, I started um, Unicorn with a couple of friends of mine. Um, you know, one of them was a company that Microsoft Ventures invested in, the CEO of that company. Uh, and another one was a guy that I built a, a platform with years ago for competitive gaming. And uh, we started Unicorn back in 2015. So why, you know, I saw that you were there with them for um, 18 years, right? 17, 18 years, something like that. With no, Microsoft. No, 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 with Microsoft, I was there for four or five years. Um, oh, okay. It, prior to that, I was with Voodoo for about eighteen years, and then oh, and then gotcha. That's I mixed it exactly. So that whole that whole journey of building the company and selling to HP was a long process. It was like gotcha. 16, 16 years, and then I was with HP for a few years, and yeah, yeah, gotcha. Yeah, so that that after four or five years, that's a very logical next step to be. Yeah, you know, especially getting like the support. Right. Of uh, the team and the people that you got involved with. That, that's great. Right. Um, well, so what, what was your, so, so was Unicorn initially um, a crypto company? Because um, I mean, really so, you don't have to be, but. Um, yeah. So, so, so Unicorn was, was, is still, you know, was a, a esports uh, uh, first, um, esports and entertainment betting company, right? Mm -hmm. We, we built, um, the most comprehensive platform for betting on esports and really the future of wagering. What we're building is 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 like stuff you've never even seen before. Um, mm. You know, like the ability to bet on streamers, the ability to to bet on yourself in video games, um, betting on competitive video games, um, you know, betting on virtual games, and then you know we're also taking horse racing and we're really just 
building something crazy on blockchain as well. Um, but uh, <clears throat> we started off as that. And then in 2015, we created the Unicoin. Um, and the reason we created the Unicoin was we wanted to open up markets around the world where, you know, because we're in a gambling industry, we're in a highly regulated industry. Mm -hmm. There's people in the U.S., there's people in like China, there's people in Korea that wanted to play on the platform but couldn't um, because we weren't operating there yet. And, you know, we hadn't launched our skill betting platform yet and that sort of thing. So, <clears throat> so we created the Unicoin as a way for people to kind of connect their gaming accounts to the platform and earn these coins that they could use on the platform to bet with. They could use it to participate in, you know, um, uh, loot prizes to win skins and in-game items and game cards and keys and things like that. They could buy games with it. Um, you know, they could buy digital keys and, and uh, you know, gift cards and that sort of thing. Um, and we created the Unicoin back in 2015 and then it just kind of became the center of our ecosystem. And then in 2017, we created a crypto version of that coin. So we mm. have something called <laughs> Unicoin Silver, <clears throat> which is our, you know, non-transferable, non-crypto coin that can be used solely on the platform. And then we created Unicoin Gold, which is worth more than silver, but it's also can be moved to, um, you know, to like off the platform if you want. Like it's gotcha. an ERC-20 token. So it's a, it's an ERC-20 token? Yeah. Yeah. And the reason we really, the reason we did UKG um, was mainly because we wanted to make, we wanted to give our customers more payment options. Um, mm. Um, you know, in our business, it's very difficult dealing with payment processors, you know, given that we're expanding, like right now we're in 43 countries or so, um, you know, expanding around the world, dealing with Visa and MasterCard and different payment processors is very expensive. There's red tape, red tape. <laughs> yeah, tons of red tape. It's fraught with fraud. Uh, it's really hard, uh, you know, mm -hmm. to do that. And so we created this, this really crazy blockchain wallet that supports multiple currencies, not just cryptocurrencies, but it lets people deposit in with skins. They can deposit in with uh, cash. They can deposit like fiat currency. They can deposit Bitcoin, Ethereum, all of the top cryptocurrencies. Um, and then that gets converted into our currency so they can play on the platform. Um, and, uh, and, and we did that because we just wanted to make payments easier. We wanted to give customers more options and we wanted to attract a new type of customer to the platform. So, yeah. That's awesome. Uh, you know, and I, um, you mentioned earlier that, you know, you said you created the Unicoin, right? Uh, in 2015. Yeah. And then in 2017 is when you went crypto with it. Yeah. Um, so I guess my question is what, when did you, what was your, and I'm, I've been doing this with, with all the interviews. Uh, what was your first, first experience with crypto? Did you already know about crypto in 2015 and you just wanted to do something similar you know, yeah, internally, I was already, or? I was already sort of, uh, I was acquiring Bitcoin, you know, in 2015 mm -hmm. um, and 2016. Like I've been playing with it for, you know, a long time, given the fact that when I was with Voodoo, you know, things like folding was a big deal on PCs, you know, um, mm -hmm. um, and, uh, and, and so folding sort of became kind of like the new, uh, you know, mining, I suppose you could say. So I was playing with different types of ways to acquire Bitcoin. Um, so yeah, I was into it, but I wasn't like heavy into it. Um, and then I, I met this this friend of mine. Um, she's a lady who used to be a used to work at a VC firm in Russia, and uh, she came to Seattle. We went for dinner, and she was just talking to me about a project that she was working on. She's making a movie on crypto, uh, and I'm like, "What are you like? Because what are you doing in Washington State? Right? She's all the way from St. Petersburg, and she came here. She said she went to Wenatchee to go film like this mine, one of the largest mines in the world, and we just got to talking about it and she said, you know, you really should think about, um, you know, uh, taking Unicoins and, and putting it on, on ERC-20. I said, we've already been talking about that because Mark Cuban, who's one of our investors, asked us to build on blockchain so we can avoid dealing with all these banks and all this red tape that we're dealing with. He just thinks he thought it was sort of the future of payments and we should start looking at it as a way to, uh, you know, to, to, to build the future of our platform. And he was absolutely right. So we'd already started looking at it. Um, but it was sort of those conversations that got me going into this direction. Yeah. Well, so, so um, two-part question. So the first one, I, I, you kind of didn't answer, but what was your first experience with, like, how did you, when did you hear about crypto and Bitcoin? Like, what was that? Oh my gosh, this is the future. Aha. I mean, I think it was like on Reddit, um, you know. It was Reddit, it was random. Yeah. <laughs> and, it, and it was sort of like, you know, finding new ways to use the down cycles of your PC. Um, you know, and at one point I was into folding. I don't know if you know what folding was, but it was. No, like, I, I, you mentioned that and I was going to ask, but I know it, it. It's sort of like a, um, it's sort of like 
but best way to put it is you're using down cycles of CPU on your PC to, to do research, um, you know, for cancer research. And gotcha. Like I have heard and, of this now. Yeah. So I didn't so, know it was called that. Yeah. So I used to be into that and then sort of looking at new ways of using your PCs for other things. Um, you know, you, you have to remember I was, I was really into high performance PCs and we had all these crazy GPUs and, you know, systems that were, <laughs> that were sort of used for, for gaming, but then what could, what else could you do with them? And, uh, and I started looking into, you know, Bitcoin mining and that sort of thing. And I, you know, I, I wouldn't say that I was heavy into it, but I would say at one point in time, I had quite a few Bitcoin. Um, you know, I'm one of those stories where, you know, at one point I had a, a you know, a decent amount of Bitcoin on a, on a system that I completely just forgot about and, and lost the drive. Um, oh, I've heard a lot of those stories. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it, you know, it is what it is. And then you kind yeah. of learn from it and, you know, and then I, and then I, uh, you know, I, Oh, I lost you. Hey, are you are you still there? You are. Yeah, I, I was there. I, I could hear you, and I could hear you. I could see you say you lost me and stuff. But I know. Yeah. I, I, I guess it was my side. Okay. Um, well, we're still recording, so let's keep on going. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I forgot so, what, uh, what were you saying. No, we're just talking about you know my my sort of intro into Bitcoin. Um, right. right. And, uh, and so I think it was around like 2015, like 2014, I was reading about, it. I think 2015 was sort of my first kind of real, you know, acquiring Bitcoin and things like that. And just thinking about what the future of it might look like. Um, I, I, you know, and, and, and I guess, I guess the potential of a, uh, you know, an open ledger, you know, was really intriguing to me. And then when Ethereum came out, I just, I was, I was blown away by the possibilities. Of yes. <laughs> yeah. Same, same. Yeah. I had, I could, for me, Bitcoin was like, oh, wow, financial. Like it was all this thing. And then I was like, online computer? Yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think Ethereum really opened up a lot of ideas. The problem with it is that it also created this hype where people were sort of looking for the next Bitcoin. And, and the amount of speculation and, uh, you know, the amount of speculation that sort of came out and scams and things like that just made the whole space really toxic. It did. It did. And, uh, and, and, you know, when we were, we, you know, we're building a real platform here, <laughs> like we're operational today, you know, we've got, you can go to unicorn.com and see our platform and it's pretty amazing what we've built and, you know, where we're going with blockchain and some of the things that we're building. Um, and uh, we still, you know, we're still uh, kind of, dealing with this, the fact that there's speculators out there that constantly are speculating and they're not actually looking at the usage or the utility or how to actually use the token on the platform. And, you know, it doesn't help that the most successful companies in the space are exchanges, right? Um, yes. You know, we we want to see sort of the next wave and wave two to me goes beyond exchanges. It's where exchanges become platforms like as a service, sort of like, you know, the AWS of crypto, for example. And, um, you know, and you start to have services built on top of actual consumer usage uh, products like Unicorn. We have a wallet that allows people to deposit in with different cryptocurrencies and it exchanges immediately. Uh, and it's all built on Bitrix. It's a really great product that, you know, Bitrix and Unicorn created together on our platform. It's like a casino cage. You can put Interesting. it down. And uh, that's the type of service that, you know, really helps companies like us succeed, right? Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, now our goal is to sort of make it easier. You know, customers shouldn't have to care about what a private key is and things like that. But, you know, at the same time, you want customers to be educated on how to manage their own security. So it's, um, you know, it's, it's tough, but it's not, in, it's not an impossible climb. Like once we get there, I think, uh, I think we're going to see wave two come out. I think we're going to see out of all the coins that were created in 2017 and 2018, there's, some, there's probably like something like 9,000 coins now or something crazy, but wow, what, whatever it is, uh, 98% are going to disappear. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and the ones that aren't going to disappear, are the ones with actual real, you know, usage, and we're going to be one of them. So, yeah. Uh, you know, just a popcorn off of that. I a hundred percent agree that if you don't have a working product, forget about it. Right. Uh, you have to have something, a use case, a reason right. to exist. Um, and yeah, if you don't, if you don't have it in 2020 and are, you know, have been actively building these last, this last, year or two because of the bear market, then you're not going to survive. I agree. Right. For sure. Um, so yeah, so you mentioned earlier, uh, and I, I, I have to ask because it is, it, it was all over the place when I, when I researched you. Um, so how did you get connected with, uh, Mark Cuban and Ashton Kutcher? 
because I, I found two yeah. uh, articles yeah. back in 2015 about their investments into unicorns. So, yeah. so if you can um, elaborate. Yeah. So, so how it happened was I left Microsoft. I was already, uh, Mark Cuban has been a sort of a mentor of mine for years. Uh, when I was selling Voodoo to HP, he, he was helping me, you know, giving me some advice. Didn't charge or didn't ask for anything. He's a really nice guy, actually. He came out to my... Uh, to the event in New York where HP announced the acquisition of Voodoo. It's amazing. And he, uh, he sat there in the audience and I called him out and he stood up and said a few words, just a really nice guy. And ever since then, you know, I've always run stuff by him and that sort of thing. And I left Microsoft. Uh, and when I was at Microsoft, by the way, he was emailing about stuff that we could do with his, uh, his movie company, HDNet. Um, and, uh, <clears throat> and then when I left Microsoft, um, started Unicorn, I got on CNBC. Like, don't ask how, but I was on CNBC. About oh, I, I saw the, uh, I saw the yeah. interview. <laughs> and, uh, and I started talking about esports and, you know, the growth of esports. And we're building this esports entertainment platform. And I didn't really get into the details of what we're actually doing. And then Mark emails me, congratulating me, saying, congratulations, esports is the future. You know, what you're doing sounds interesting. I said, well, I would have invited you in, but we're way past the seed round. You know, and he said, well, just send me what you're doing and I'll, and, uh, you know, I'll look at it. So I sent him a deck and, uh, and he responded back almost instantly and said, I'm in. So he, he, uh, he CC'd some people on his team and, you know, he said, go make it happen. And he invested, you know, a fair amount into the company. Uh, and then at a higher the, markup too, because it wasn't even yeah, seed anymore. Yeah. Well, wow, that's amazing. Seed round. And then uh, after Mark came in, you know, he, um, you know, I think his, his name really put, had a bunch of pull, but we'd already had investment from the largest gambling company in Australia. They're like mm -hmm. a $14 billion company. They're called Tabcorp. Um, Sherry Redstone got in uh, with her fund. Uh, Liz Murdoch got in and then Ashton Kutcher called. <laughs> Excuse me. I got allergies. <laughs> Ashley no, right. and uh, you know he he wanted in as well, and we didn't have enough allocation, and he asked for some of Mark's allocation. <laughs> <laughs> so Ashton was like a cold call. <laughs> yeah, well, he, he he was, but he he obviously got you know connected through the grapevine sure. to the deal, and uh, very smart guy he knows a lot about the, uh, the 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 sports betting space in general. Um, really understands uh, the idea of odds making and things like that. Um, we were pretty impressed with his team. So, uh, yeah, so he came in as well and they all, you know, they all invested. Yeah. Yeah. I'm definitely, both of those people, um, are, are on my bucket list for interviews. So no, 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 no. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, uh, but I, you know, I, I, I see them as, uh, especially Ashton Kutcher, uh, extremely, and I mean, he's a great actor. I'm an actor myself. He's a great actor, but he is so business savvy. It's not he's even funny. <laughs> Yeah, he's very smart. He knows more about uh, bookmaking than most of our investors do, uh, which is pretty amazing. Interesting. Like sports bookmaking. Uh, that is very interesting. And, you know, gambling and things like that. I was pretty amazed. Like, uh, you know, the, 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 the movie 21 isn't far off from the kind of person that he actually is. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He was uh, tapping into himself. <laughs> um, okay, well, uh, to, so to continue, um, Wow, this is amazing. This is great. Uh, I think it's uh, you got some great stories there uh, that I'm sure that if I pulled on some threads, it can get some fun, fun stuff getting out. But um, but I want to kind of keep it moving. I have a few questions I want to hit before we, we finish. I have another sure. 30 minutes. Um, so a very broad question um, to you. Um, so being in crypto for this long and, and experiencing what you've experienced, um, what what is you know, what is the end all be all goal you believe for crypto um, in general? Um, you know, we have Bitcoin. Yeah. Bitcoin is like the bandaid of, of, of crypto. Uh, so you got that kind of thing there, but, but, you know, blockchain, the idea of blockchain in general. So, so look, I, I would say that uh, to me, Bitcoin is more than just the bandaid, right? To, to me, Bitcoin is, is the future of savings. Um, I, I really believe that, you know, um, I would rather have my money in Bitcoin than I would rather than I would have in gold. Let me put it that way. So if I had to choose between the two, I really believe that Bitcoin is digital gold personally. Doesn't mean that everybody has to believe that doesn't mean that you go all in and throw your house in it and that sort of thing. But, you know, having a, if you don't have exposure to Bitcoin, in your portfolio, then you're definitely making a mistake, right? And so, um, so I'm a huge believer in Bitcoin and investing in Bitcoin. I believe that when it comes to blockchain technologies and cryptocurrencies in general, I think that they're all about just use cases. If you're into a platform that has a specific use case, um, you know, you may exchange some of your coins for those coins to participate on the platform. And then when you leave the platform, you may exchange out. My point is that 
um, <clears throat> you know, I've always said, and, and much to the chagrin of the people that were speculating back in 2017, I've always said that, you know, coins, tokens aren't investments, like they mm -hmm. aren't, right? Um, and they shouldn't be looked at as an investment. They should be looked at as a utility token that can be used on a platform and, you know, for something that you actually care about. Um, and, uh, and that's all there is to it, right? And, and it's always been like that. And unfortunately, the market just went apeshit. It went crazy. Yeah. You know, like our, even our coin went from like 15 cents, two bucks, over $2, right? Wow. And people just got, you know, there's a lot of people out there that were speculating that just got greedy, you know, and they, and they either held on, like they, were, they didn't care about the platform, apparently, and they, they just held on, right? And, and now, you know, as you know, the whole market blew up and all of these great products are being buried underneath a pile of rubble, right? And, um, and we just continue to focus on users and user experiences and building just a really great platform. And the stuff that we're building, man, is just, it's like next level. Like in the, in, in the online gambling space, in the sports betting space, there's nothing like Unicorn out there. You know, DraftKings just did a raise um, and they're going public uh, at a $3.3 billion valuation, right? I and saw that. They, they, just they announced acquired it, right? a company yeah. to give them technology, back-end technology and a B2B business. Unicorn already has. We've, we've already built our own entire back-end on blockchain. We already have a B2B business opportunity, not to mention the fact that all of the products that we built from virtual to streamer betting to U-mode skill betting to uh, just esports betting, all of those products are exclusive to us. We've built everything ourselves. It's all live today. Um, I think the DraftKings deal just really helps our valuation as a company and helps our future, you know, and future prospects for the business. And in the meantime, the Unicorn is the center of our ecosystem and will continue to be. So we just got to stay focused. We got to continue to build great user experiences. We got to continue to focus on our user, not speculators, um, and just build out our platform. And eventually, I think this whole space is going to get cleaned up. I think Bitcoin is going to go past its previous highs. Um, and I think we're going to see, you know, um, probably more scammers come out of the woodwork eventually again. But, you know, we're also going to see the space get cleaned up quite a bit and people are going to be much smarter about what they buy. Um, what they invest in and uh, and how they participate in the blockchain space. Yeah, I'm glad you mentioned all that. Um, I think that a huge part of this um, shift or, um, uh, you know, transition from going from where we were of being this like uh, sticky, sketchy industry to now wanting to be more mainstream, you know, there's going to be a, we're going to have to, there's going to be a curve, right? An educational curve to get people um, comfortable. Um, you mentioned it earlier about um, creating a flow, right? Creating so that the, the users don't have to like worry about where his wallet is and how to get it to this other wallet and do all this other stuff like it'll be automated. Right. And that's a huge right. part of it. Yeah. Just making it easy for consumers is very important. And, um, you know, we, we continue to do that. I, I actually, uh, one of the things I would say is online security is such a big deal. I just put out a tweet and pinned it on my profile, a series of tweets about I you saw know, that four, four things you need to really think about or five things you need to think about when it comes to, you know, your online security. Um, and it was sparked from a guy who, who was suing an exchange uh, because he got simmed, right? His, he got sim hacked. And so he's suing an exchange for losing his, his cryptocurrency. And it's like, it's not their fault that you got sim hacked, right? Like it's, it's, first of all, it's the phone company's fault. Second of all, you've got to manage your passwords better. Uh, you know, through a password management system, you've got to use proper 2FA, not your phone, but a proper 2FA application. Um, and you have to, uh, you shouldn't leave large amounts of coins on any crypto exchange, no matter how great they are, right? Like no matter what. And, um, and then take personal responsibility. You know, the biggest problem with crypto is that the community doesn't take personal responsibility for the large, the large majority of the community doesn't take personal responsibility for the decisions that they make, right? And they really should. Um, and, and the space would be a much better space um, and people need to get smarter. But, you know, at the end of the day, uh, nobody knew that this was going to happen. Nobody knew yeah, that Bitcoin yeah. was going to go past 20,000 and the whole area was going to explode and then, and then die within three months, basically. Um, people speculated that it would. People also speculated the other way. Um, I, like I said, I believe Bitcoin is going to exceed previous highs. I think it's going to go past 50K one day. Um, and when it does, people need to be smarter. So they should start developing their online security now uh, and think about how to manage that better, right? And learn about it. I think it's important. I agree. Uh, I think that, yeah, um, it's definitely a, um, 
uh, a huge part of the, the industry cannot take ownership. <laughs> right. And, right. Um, and that's a huge part of this type of industry because you are in control of your, of your stuff. You know, you, you own the keys, you own the crypto and that's and the whole idea, right? Isn't that the idea of, of crypto to be able to bank the unbanked? And it's almost like, it's almost like people don't want the responsibility or right, the, the, right. they don't want to do that. It's like, what? right. So if, if that's the idea of it, then learn how to do it properly and don't, you know, I hate to say it, I don't mean this to, you know, diminish the person's loss, but don't cry about the fact that someone hacked you and you lost your coins if you didn't manage your security properly, right? Um, you know, people suing for that sort of stuff, is, it's ridiculous to me. It's, it's, it's insane. Like, you know, um, you should learn from it and move on, right? Um, Take the loss and pay the taxes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Learn that, you know, you shouldn't leave 100 Bitcoin on an exchange. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't care how good the exchange is. I love some of these exchanges, but no, I, I mean, there's only really two that you could really do that with. And still, I wouldn't do it, right? Two or three, maybe. Yeah, I, I use Gemini and I, 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 I'm, I feel very comfortable with them up to 250000 because <laughs> yeah, they have the FDIC insurance. <laughs> exactly right. Yeah. That, that was I've, I've no, that was free for Gemini, by the way. I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, so I have a question. Uh, you you mentioned it a little for real quick, but um, so when when you know we we were at the peak of Bitcoin and then it started coming down and coming down. Yeah. You said that um, your even your coin went from I think it was twelve cents to two dollars. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. So I'm sure you were just ecstatic. Uh, it was just, everybody was. I mean, there was this euphoric, I remember the feeling, I'll never forget, this euphoric feeling that anything's possible. This is never going to end. I'm rich forever. Like, you know, this whole type of feeling. Uh, and so what? how did you feel in those that time after that? Uh, those those five, um, six, seven months as it's going down and down and down and down. Yeah. Yeah, look, I, I was more concerned about it going up as quickly as it did than it coming down uh, the way mm -hmm. it did, to be honest with you. I, I was more concerned about that because I knew, I knew that there was, you know, all the coins that were being created and all these platforms that were sort of, you know, supposedly existed, didn't exist, right? And I used to blog about that, you know, like, be careful, you know, be careful what you're buying and what you're purchasing. Like, you know, you should really only invest in Bitcoin and maybe a little bit of Ethereum, but beyond that, investing in the space is not, it, it, these aren't investments, right? They're, you're, you're not getting voting rights in the company's cap table. You're not, you know, you're not getting shares in the company. And, and those that promised these big returns and things like that were basically selling securities that just didn't exist. That was concerning to me. So, so I was more concerned about that uh, happening and um, than, than the price uh, fluctuations of the coin itself. Like we, yeah, it was exciting to see Bitcoin over 20,000, no question, right? That was amazing. And I, and I believe that, you know, it'll go back to that point. I didn't expect it to crash to 3,300 and then, you know, sort of bounce around, but you know, it is what it is. If you look at the long-term chart, the, oh, the, still, lows, the yearly lows of Bitcoin continue to go up, right? So yeah. it, it, that's just how it works. Um, but, um, but yeah, the, 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 the bottom line is, you know, that there was a lot of uh, th that sort of mass speculation going on and people were counting their chickens before they hatched. There's a lot of young people out there that, you know, figured that they could just quit their jobs and become these crypto, you know, people. Uh, yeah. I'll be honest. Yeah. <laughs> I, was and, one, uh, I was one of those little guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And, and uh, you know, they had to learn from their mistakes, right? And um, you know, we all learn from our mistakes. I mean, we learn from our mistakes as well, you know, um, yeah. but, but, you know, we're still here. Uh, and we're still building. And, you know, I, I wish some I wish some of the larger exchanges out there would stop trying to kind of charge, you know, big amounts of money to do business with them and start thinking about what the future of the space is, because all they're doing is uh, by, by releasing new products and leverage and that sort of thing is they're just making it worse. And, and you know, before the whole space blows up, they're making it worse by letting you leverage 100 times your, your holdings and trade more and trade more rather than sort of thinking about how do we transition from being an exchange to being a platform, mm. right? Um, and that's kind of why I really respect what Bittrex has done. Bittrex is becoming more of a platform for companies like us, and that's great. Um, you know, I just, I just hope that more companies like us exist. Yeah, I've, uh, I'm, <clears throat> I'm glad you mentioned that because exchanges – the larger exchanges, the ones that we know of, uh, the bees, some bees, not all the bees, um, have been just, you know, uh, manipulating the industry and manipulating this, like, you know, they're, they're kind of being the gatekeepers of the industry a little bit uh, nowadays. 
Um, yeah, and I, and I, I, mean, I do know that Bitrix is taking it, is doing it right at least. Yeah, uh, yeah, and and uh, yeah, they are, they are, and and I know other exchanges are trying to go down the right path, and that's fine. You know, I I I respect uh, you know what 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 uh, Binance is doing now with the, you know coming up with the U.S. exchange and things like that. Um, but I still think they, you know, like you say, the gatekeepers uh, and the whole they're kingmakers basically, right, in the mm -hmm. space, and that's not a good position to sort of be in when you're that and you're not looking at really good platforms and how to work with them that's kind of a challenge i think uh, that they need to sort of figure out how to deal with that right um and then you know and it's mostly these exchanges like from from eastern europe and like china that are that are sort of the ones that i i worry about the most right like the ones that that charge you massive amounts to to list a coin first of all and then they want you to have liquidity and certain volume which which is crazy and they want you to pay for services to market make that's bullshit, right? And that kind of stuff needs to stop. And I'll, I go ahead. I'll even go ahead and, yeah, because you mentioned it and that sounds very familiar because I've had to deal with these guys uh, recently in the last couple of months because I've, I'm, I'm just working with certain uh, projects. Uh, but Binance, honestly, Binance, you want to do an IEO on Binance, you have to give up the farm. You have right. to give up your control uh, and they're going to sell it at a, you know, at a high rate. Yeah, but that's manipulation man, at so many levels. Yeah. Um, yeah. so I don't agree with a lot of things that they're doing there. It's a, you know, it's, a, it's the biggest exchange. Sure. It's got a lot of volume. Sure. But that's not going to last. It's going to explode. Yeah. 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 And, and, and I think, you know, they're, they're lucky because they have a lot, you know, they have, they, they did really well in 2017, 2018. Just got a lot of money um, to fight the, fight the prosecution. Yeah. 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 But, but other exchanges like, you know, the smaller ones out there that, that tried to go down the same path are, um, disasters mm -hmm. waiting to happen. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, the smaller ones are definitely not going to be able to sustain it. They're going to right. shut down right. very easily. But Binance, but you know, what, is it too big to fail? That's I don't know. I I mean, look, when when you make backs, you, you make know. hundreds of millions of dollars, and you know, you could just walk away from it at any point. But but I I don't think based on what I see and what you know, CZ's profile on Twitter and like his social media and stuff, I don't think he wants to leave. I think he loves the business. I really do. I think he loves his brand more than most companies love their brand. Right. Um, but he's actually a pretty yeah. unique CEO that way. And, and so, you know, as much as, uh, as much as we kind of, you know, are concerned about some of the things that have happened in the past and that sort of thing, he's, he's way too vested in it to, to want to just give up and walk away with a bunch of money. I don't think he cares about that. Um, so, so it's kind of weird. It's a the weird dichotomy with, with that company. When I look at them, you know, just generally speaking, I, you know, I'd love to find a way, you know, to work with them, but, uh, but we don't care about just listing, right? That's not what we're looking for. So. Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Um, it, uh, there, I have this side of me that looks at him as this. It's like the in a in a Wild West movie. Yeah, where you have that the good guy, bad guy. <laughs> like uh -oh. he's a good guy, but but he's bad in a way. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, it's tough. Because he's like fighting for the the cause, but doing it in a very. Oh, uh, he's just yeah, just robbing people blind. You know. Uh, well, I, I think, I think, you know, the, the future, uh, uh, you know, in 2020 and beyond is decentralized exchanges and that sort of thing. I think you're going to see more of that yes. push. Um, and I think that's great. Uh, but, but, you know, again, we have to go back to the idea that users need to be personally responsible. You know, it, it was funny. I was actually looking at a, a thread on, uh, you know, on CZ's account on Twitter and, and, you know, somebody said to him when, when, when the market sort of was down, Somebody said to him, CZ, what about BNB? You know, what are you going to do to fix it? It's broken. And it was like at $13. How is that broken? <laughs> like, it's not broken, right? You, you know, you morons who are out there who are trading like this, who don't understand, you know, who are basically just going in greedy and buying stuff yeah. without even knowing how to use it. That's the problem, right? And that really frustrates me to see that. Like, you know, it's not broken. It's just, it's just that you're, you're, you know, you, you guys want to get rich quick and you can't do that, right? And you shouldn't do that by speculating in this space. You want to get rich, go build a company, right? And, and, and solve a problem that people care about, but don't start trading all your cryptocurrencies and, you no, know. Nobody wants to put in the work. Yeah, you got to put in the work, right? <laughs> or, or, you know, just buy some it to me, hold please. on to it, you know, for as long as you possibly can. Yeah, or, do, or just hold. <laughs> Yeah. Hold and go back to work for for a couple years. Work is the real job. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I tell Either my way, you got to work. I look at, you know a few Bitcoin every month and uh, or whatever. They That's probably the best way. Uh, I forgot to call it, but if you buy it just every day, you're all you're always averaging down. 
basically. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or up, right? But or up. You're yes. Still, yes. You're still you're just adding to your uh, you know to your savings essentially. So yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, you mentioned earlier um, uh, a lot of mentioning earlier. So I'm taking notes uh, that you you know because your focus when when the market was going down, you mentioned that your focus was really just like how the, you know people are just like not focus on the right thing there, you know, you're, you're, you, you saw these issues in the exterior of the world. So I'm, I want to assume, and that's why I'm asking that either uh, unicorn sold enough to sustain itself, or it is already, it's basically making money enough money to sustain itself. Um, so so, so how did, how we, we've never, we've never sold our own coin. Um, we, we don't do that. I mean, our coin is really a coin for our utility on the platform. So we haven't sold any of ours of our UKG, um, um, but what you know we do we do manage our assets uh, you know properly our cash our revenue you know how we build our business sales things like that uh, we we manage it enough to extend our runway to a you know for a period of time right um, um, you know we we don't we we look at Unicoin Gold as a uh, as a token. Uh, use token on our platform, right? And and whether we have we we have like 850 million in cold storage, and really we we only we've we 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 built a billion coins when we first started the um you know the the the, the token, mm -hmm. um, and we put out somewhere around 140 million 150 million you know publicly you know that are publicly traded or whatever, um, but we did that to sort of measure to see what we actually need to run a total ecosystem, right? And, and the way an ecosystem works in betting is you have to have a float, you have to have a risk pool, you have to have a way for people to sort of cash in and, you know, and get their coins back if they win, or if they lose, coins come in and our float gets bigger. You have to be able to manage that elasticity. Um, we don't need a billion. We, we don't need anywhere near that, in fact, and we could just burn, you know, uh, probably most of it. Um, and, and at some point in time, you know, we'll, we'll see, right, how to manage that. But basically, that pool is specifically for the usage of the Unicorn platform. That's it. Nothing else. Um, you know, at the beginning, we talked about, yeah, we might use some for marketing. You know, we might use some to seed exchanges, you know, with liquidity and things like that. Um, but beyond that, we're not, we're not using it for anything else. So, yeah. So this is uh, the first we're hearing about it that we're going to burn nine hundred thousand tokens uh, <laughs> or nine hundred million tokens. No, 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 I'm just saying that we don't. Just need, kidding. Yeah, scratch the, that, y'all. That was point, that was me. Yeah, the, the the point is we don't need uh, that many tokens. We know right. we know what we probably need now based on you know a couple of years of usage and growth and things like that. We have an idea. Um, now we just got to find a way to get regulatory clarity so we can clear up some of this and then go from there. And so, and so it is, is it already uh, sustainable? Um, the, the ecosystem yeah. that you created? Yeah, That's the ecosystem great. we created is sustainable. You know, people come, they connect, they, we added more games to our platform. So when you connect to the Unicorn platform, you earn coins, you can use coins on the platform, you can use it to buy games, um, you can bet with it, that sort of thing. So it's a, it's a real economy, right? And it's turning over and it's doing pretty good. Um, uh, you know, people also want to bet with fiat currencies. So when they do that, they get bonuses in UKG. So we have customers using both cash and UKG on the platform. It's pretty cool. Um, but, you know, uh, uh, we have an idea of the numbers that we need now that we have some data behind it. And as we scale more users, uh, you know, we'll, we'll have a certain float that we'll use. And then the rest of it, you know, we don't really care about. So, yeah. Mm, gotcha. Yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm excited. Uh, I've, yeah. I definitely, um, I actually, I, 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 when the, when the ICO happened in 2017, I was offered it and I passed. Oh yeah. <laughs> I, passed. I totally passed. I wish I hadn't. Um, but, um, but yeah, I'm excited for unicorn and everything that you're going to do. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> what is it? Uh, so this is really kind of closing off now. Um, what, what would you say is the future of unicorn? Um, what, where do you see it going, um, with the eco ecosystem, you know, reach, um, yeah, yeah. You know, where, where do you see it? Well, uh, so we're, we're, we're building, um, the reason I'm looking to the left here is I wanted to, to pull up a, uh, a video. I don't know if I can show you, you know, absolutely. If you want to show a video, just uh, share it on um, your screen and I'll record and it'll be re recorded. Here. Yeah, 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 sure. So, 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 so basically we're building a, um, you know, a, a, a pretty cool, uh, platform for, you know, the future of wagering. Right. And, um, we want to be the, 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 the next generation say, I, I think like one of the companies that I really respect in the online uh, sports betting space is Bet365. I think they're an amazing company, right? We wanna be Bet365 on steroids. Like our, our product is future, we're dealing with the future customer, we're dealing with a much younger customer, 
Um, we're building really interesting wagering experiences around games that people love. Um, we're building uh, commercial relationships with, with some of the largest casinos in the world, right? Like we're, we're really going all in on, on esports and the future of, of wagering. And uh, one, one of the neat things that we're doing now is we're building this, uh, uh, you know, we're, we're taking our, our blockchain expertise and we're applying it to collectibles. Um, and, NFTs. Uh, yeah. Yeah, like NFTs, like, like for example, you know, you think about CryptoKitties, right? Yeah, CryptoKitties is one thing, but it doesn't really have real usage. Now, now imagine, imagine you're able to, uh, to, to buy um, digital racehorses, right? And these, and these racehorses, yeah, you can, they're limited. They have certain bloodlines and things like that, um, you know, and they're, you know, they're, they're very specific sort of bloodlines and that sort of thing. Some of them are rare. Some of them are less rare, you know. But in the end, uh, you'll be able to trade these horses. Uh, you can breed them, which is really great. Um, and then you can actually race them on our track. This is amazing. And, um, so just, just so real quick, just so everybody understands, uh, NFT means non-fungible token, which means that you know, uh, to, uh, Bitcoin is fungible. One equals one. Non-fungible, it means the value can increase within that specific token, uh, if that makes sense. Correct. And, and it creates memory too, right? You can actually, um, it, it picks up the history of whatever is going on with that token as you modify or grow it or go to the next level or whatnot. Correct. So we've been working with our license provider. We've got a license, like we're going to get approval for this. We're going to hold our first race. But imagine if you will, in horse racing, if you wanted to have a race across the Las Vegas Strip, right? Like think about the tracks that you can only dream about, right? You could never do that in real life. You could never have a race across the Sydney Harbor Bridge or you couldn't have a race across, you know, the, the, the bridges in San Francisco, that sort of thing. You just couldn't do it. But now you can. And so what we're doing is we're building this, this uh, you know, this, we've already got the, um, you know, the platform where you can buy and exchange the horses. Um, but we're also building the game itself on Unity. And we're making it possible for people around the world to be able to watch the races and bet. Um, so you could be an owner of a horse that could be nominated to participate in a race. And if your horse wins the race, you win the prize money. But in the meantime, people around the world will be able to bet on those horses as well. And you can do mm. pickup races with your friends around a table. And so it kind of looks like this. Um, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to figure out how to share this with you. One second here. Uh, yeah, go ahead and share it and I'll uh, yeah, get a full screen of you. Uh, hold on, I got to just... My, my bad here, just a second. Um, okay, so I think... I guess I got to share my whole screen. Yeah, so you just do a screen share. Yeah, yeah. Okay, hold on a sec. I'm doing that. Sure. Okay. There you can, go. Can you see this? Mm -hmm. okay. okay, here we go. Files around today's group one with a star attraction, Satoshi, expecting to take the largest prize pool in racing history. They're on the starter's orders, and they're out of the gates. Excitement mounting. What a race this is going to be. And here comes Satoshi scorching past uncharted and shoes to the outside. What a race that was. <laughs> I love it. I saw Bittrex sign in the background there. Holy yeah. moly. Yeah, and, and we're we're building this now. It's called Project Net. Um, and it's something that we uh, that we started um, you know, some time ago, we've got a, a marketplace already. People are actually trading these horses um, now. Uh, you know, some somebody bought a horse for like nine thousand dollars recently, but um, but wow. there are some rares out there. There are different you know different categories of horses you can buy. The breeding will start soon. Um, you know, there's our COO is a guy that used to be on the the Australian um, the, the, the 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 racing board uh, in Australia used to be the COO at Tapcorp, uh, the largest wagering company in, in Australia. Mm. Knows the business really well. And our team in Australia is working very hard um, with this uh, game studio in Australia to, to build this platform. And it's really the future of NFTs and, you know, what, what it could be, right? Um, and what it should be, which mm -hmm. is, you know, real utility, watching your horse. You could, you could basically put your horse on the table. You can pet it. You can do all sorts of things using, you know, AR on your phone. It's, it's amazing. Um, and, uh, you know, you're the first person outside of, uh, uh, outside of the company that I've actually gone out and shared this with, uh, we've had some private meetings in Dubai and places like that, but I've never really done a, a podcast or something on this uh, to talk about it, but 
it's fascinating and it's really the future of where our blockchain is going right um and we're, we're doing wallet integration now with the unicorn wallet it's cool um and uh and that to me is the future of this space that is how this space should and could be used versus just a coin that you know people say oh it's worth this much and that kind of thing and it's just that's just not what the space is all about right yeah First off, thank you for choosing me to uh, <laughs> be the official the year, voice of, of, this, uh, of this new up and coming news that you're going to release. Uh, and I'm capturing it, by the way. I have a DSLR right here in front of me. I have the Zoom and they also have the VR camera. That's, so I'm, I'm capturing all, all aspects in with my mic. Great. So uh, definitely going to push that out with you. Um, yeah, I, you know, I'm, I'm, ex I'm, I'm ecstatic that you're, you're going into NFTs because that definitely is the future of a lot of stuff. Um, uh, wow. You know what I honestly, what I'm listening through in the grapevine uh, is that VC companies are looking at like, this is the next way to raise money, you know, raise yeah. funds is through NFTs. Yeah. Um, just in a general, you know, uh, for, for the, for the industry itself. Um, but yeah, I definitely, I'm actually working with another company, a gaming, a blockchain gaming company that is working with some IP. So we might have some, some discussions after this just to talk about it. Yeah, and, and, and think about it like this, you know, Unicorn is a regulated, um, you know, future of entertainment wagering company, right? We mm -hmm. sports. And, and now we're kind of building, uh, we're building on this platform. So these, you know, this, this horse racing thing, it's going to be about uh, buying, breeding, trading, and racing, and betting. And all of that falls under a license. It'll be internationally run. It'll be run in, uh, you know, in venues and things like that. It's going to be very cool. And we're basically taking horse racing, which is, you know, 50 year olds right now, um, we're bringing it down to 26 year olds, right? So um, we're gonna make it fun. And like I said, we're building it on Unity. It's not just a fucking card game. It's not, you know, it's not something like just a picture of whatever, it's not, it's real and it's moving and it, you can, you wanna reach out and touch it. Um, and that's the kind of shit that, you know, we're doing as a company that just makes us so much, you know, way ahead of the market. We're, we're, we're easily two to three years ahead of anyone else in this space. Um, and we're going to continue to build on it and go from there. So, yeah. Wow. What an interview. Raul, thank you so much for joining me and like really diving deep into not only your personal stuff, your personal life emotions and stuff, but also this company. I think you're not only building something that's unique and, 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 uh, you know, it's going to change the, that industry specifically, but also you're just, you're innovating. You're doing something that's shaking up this world and, and how people interact. And I think that's very important um, to point that out. Um, that Thank you're, you. You're, like you're if, at, if there's at, one the thing we want to do, if there's one goal that we have, it's to build great experiences for our customers and really ultimately to move this industry away from speculation and trading and more about, you know, like real consumer, real usage that you care about. Right. And, uh, and, and we, we, you know, we want to work with exchanges that will help us get there. Right. And, um, and that's, that's, that's all we're doing. So I appreciate the time. Thanks for thinking. Thank you. Raul. All right, man, we'll catch you later. And uh, is there anything you want to um, say any announcements or anything uh, at the end here, just so, so we can uh, put a plug just, in just, for you? Just watch, uh, watch our, our site and watch my Twitter over the next uh, couple months and you'll see a lot of interesting things come up. Yes, that's what I like to hear. And I'll help you out with that uh, marketing campaign for you. So uh, thank you. <laughs> push that out for you. All right. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. Join us next time. Thank you. Bye.